Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. I was acting cool, cuz what? what? Nigga, what's up? How gangster are you, cuz? Hey, I don't fuck with you, cuz you disrespecting me. What? I don't fuck with you, cuz you disrespecting me. I go, cuz. Hey, hey, you guys. And I'm on time. It is 5.59. I'm literally 50 seconds early. Hey, <laughs> can I get a hand clap? All right, let me show all my screens are set up. Give me a second here. Okay, good. That's actually muted today. Thank you, YouTube, for muting that other screen. I hope you guys are doing good. Happy Friday. All y'all can hear me? Okay. I go hard, cuz. <laughs> Thank y'all for coming through and joining me on this good Friday, honey. It's a lot to talk about. It is so much going on. Um... Yes, it's it's a lot going on. Somebody said it's, it's Saturday in the UK. Okay, all right. Well, happy Saturday to y'all overseas already. Appreciate y'all. I see Strawberry sent $5. Thank you so much, sis. So it's a lot going on. Child. So y'all know the other day, I did a whole esoteric breakdown on the whole um, Gabby Petito, Brian Laundry situation. And um, a lot of things have happened in the past few days. So literally, thank you, like my shirt, appreciate y'all. Literally the day after I put out that podcast, all of a sudden there were rumblings that Brian Laundrie's body was found. They had found some human remains. They found a backpack that appeared to be his. The parents uh, took the police to this site that they assumed that their son would be. And so everybody, yes, honey, T-Girl Diamonds, thank you, Amy Diaz in the chat. Everybody started tagging me like, T, this is crazy. You were just talking about this. You were saying that Brian Laundrie was dead. Um, and then to the asshole who left the comment talking about, oh, I'm always reaching and going for conspiracies and all this goofy shit. Like I told you, if you don't like my esoterical breakdowns, you ain't got to watch, you ain't got to click, okay? If you want a regular news cycle, go and watch the mainstream media, okay? My audience, they like when I go deep. And when I see cases like this and things don't make sense and I'm seeing all these little connections, I'm going to go deep with it. I'm sorry. It is what it is, okay? And I felt, yes, that part. Let them know. Let them know that part. And I felt there was a lot of dark things that Brian was involved in and was also kind of leading Gabby down that way. And a lot of things really disturbed me. And if you guys listen to the podcast, I broke it all down. I put part of the visuals on YouTube. The rest is on Spotify, Anchor, uh, Google, and Apple. You guys can go listen to it there. But there were too, there was too much symbolism from day one with this case for me to just feel like, oh, it's just a normal case. It's just a case of a missing girlfriend and the boyfriend just, you know, disappeared. It was just too many weird uh, connections. 
you know, the, the pictures, the happy Halloween in August. You have folks talking about, oh, that's what millennials do. We just sit around in the month of August and say happy Halloween. Maybe you and your friends, okay? The millennials that I know, they say happy Halloween on Halloween. You know, so a lot of y'all, y'all don't like to look at stuff deeper because it makes y'all uncomfortable. And that's fine. You know, that's okay. But um, it was just a lot of things. You know, there's a lot of rituals going on. It's October. This is a very spiritual month. The veil is very thin, especially between the time of the 31st, which is Halloween or all. Uh, um, and then it goes into the Spanish holiday, um, the day of the dead. So from the 31st through the 2nd of November is when the veil is the thinnest. And so I just felt like a lot of stuff, man, was just very esoterical with this case. So I was not surprised that they confirmed yesterday on 10-21-2021, okay, check out those numbers, that that was indeed Brian Laundrie's body. So I'm going to go ahead and play you guys the clip here. Let me pull up my stuff real quick. Um, I want to play you guys a news article of Brian Laundrie, them discovering his body. The whole situation is a mess. It's a straight up mess. So give me just a second here. All right, here we go. The discovery follows weeks of speculation about the 23-year-old's whereabouts. Also breaking tonight, the FBI says that the skeletal remains found in a nature preserve in Florida on Wednesday are in fact those of Brian Laundrie. Law enforcement had considered Laundrie the only person of interest in the murder of his fiance, Gabby Petito. The discovery comes one day after a stunning update from the FBI, which held a press conference outside of this Florida nature preserve. Investigators found what appears to be human remains, along with personal items, such as a backpack and notebook belonging to Brian Laundrie. In a statement on Thursday, the FBI says comparisons of dental records confirmed the human remains found are those of Laundrie. An attorney for Laundrie's parents also released this statement. Chris and Roberta Laundrie have been informed that the remains found yesterday in the reserve are indeed Brian's. We have no further comment at this time, and we ask that you respect the Laundrie's privacy at this time. On Wednesday, it was reported that Laundrie's father had gone to the Nature Preserve looking for signs of his son. So we know that this is an area that had been previously submerged underwater. And we do know that uh, Chris Laundrie has been out here before helping investigators search. We were also told that uh, they had to search in, in several areas. Uh, but uh, this area, again, only recently has dried up and allowed for more access into the park. Laundrie and Petito spent this past summer traveling across the country documenting their trip on social media. Laundrie returned to his parents' Florida home with the couple's van, but without Petito, who was officially reported missing on September 11th. Days later, Petito's body was found near Grand Teton National Park. Okay, so let me come back on, on screen here. So, again, the numbers. 9-11 is when she was reported. This case was very, very viral. Now, a lot of people are saying that, you know, that can't possibly be his body. Bodies don't decompose that fast. Well, as you know, we have a resident, I guess you call her mortician. She does, she works in a funeral home, um, Papa Color. Shout out to you, sis. And she was basically letting everybody know in the Discord yesterday that body decomposition can take place that quickly. 
because you got to take into account. They were saying at one point in time, the ravine or whatever was filled with water. Water would definitely ruin a body quickly, but people also forget the elements, heat, sun, wild animals. I believe when that man left his home or his parents' home weeks ago, he had it set in his mind that he was not coming back. Now, they have not stated the nature of his death yet. It could have been the S word where he, you know, put a gun, you know, whatever, maybe swallow some poison, you know, who knows, cut his wrist. But um, we have to wait for all that to come out. But what she was saying um, in the discord about the body is this see here i had her comment pulled up and like i said this is what she does for a living so i'm gonna believe her before i believe random people on the internet um so this is what she was saying she was saying regardless of water or not although water will 100 make it worse the terrain will inevitably do damage especially under the type of heat florida produces i've seen some serious damage to bodies in lesser time in the state of New York. So for people wondering, you know, could that really be him? Yes. He didn't just disappear yesterday, y'all. He's been gone for weeks. So depending on what may have killed him, I believe that it was self-inflicted. I still believe, looking at this case esoterically, and I'm not saying, I'm not taking any of the blame off of him because what he did what with what he did but I feel like he allowed himself, he got so enveloped in a lot of these dark stories. You can look at his artwork on the internet. He had a lot of dark art. He was tapping into a lot of dark things. And they were saying things from these books. One of the books was Lullaby. The other one was Rant. They were singing songs and, and saying chants. And when you're doing that, you're casting spells. You know what I'm saying? So who knows what he might have tapped into or what entered into him because these were very, very dark characters. It's very interesting that this couple was on a road trip and they're literally reading out loud a book about a road tripping serial killer where the couple um, end up going on a, on a road, on a road trip and they start killing people. And so I, I just believe in the spiritual world I believe that demons are real and they can take over people, especially if you're not careful. You have to understand what you're allowing your what you're opening yourself up into. And people think that it's only music um, that can that you can channel. But it's also books. It's also movies. OK, a lot of times people look at things and they repeat things and they recite things, not understanding the full extent of it. That's why I was so upset when people kept reciting, I can't breathe. Why are y'all reciting that? And we're in the middle of C-19, you know what I'm saying? And then after that, we started having all these fires and things that were literally making it where people couldn't breathe. You know, words have power. And when you have enough people chanting certain things, reciting certain things, it can cause things to happen. I believe he might have tapped into something dark. Because up until this, nobody had ever seen really any bad side of their relationship. And of course, people only post highlights on social media. Don't get me wrong. Nobody's going to really take to their timeline and say, oh, look, my boyfriend punched me in the mouth today or my girlfriend cheated on me. People are going to show the best sides. But even people who knew them personally 
said they never, ever saw this. And it seemed like he was going darker and darker towards the dark side. Because even when he first initially was posting, a lot of his stuff seemed very lighthearted. And near the end, I mean, that jack-o'-lantern picture that he had drew with the blood and the knife was just really creepy. If you guys go and you actually look at his artwork, it's very dark and demonic, you know? And so I feel like he probably snapped. And then when he came back to and he realized what he had done, he couldn't deal with it. You know, he shows back up at the parents' house. Y'all left. It was two of y'all. You come back by yourself. Well, damn, well, where's your girlfriend? And he's not saying anything. So I feel like he offed himself. He couldn't deal with what he did to that woman. You know, and, and I think the craziest part of this story is while searching for Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie, they found nine other random missing people. I, th that was a part that just kind of had me real shook. It's like, so it took this case for them to go searching for these two. Nine other people were missing in the same location. Let me show y'all this. These are just some of the people that their remains were found. This one here, Joseph Verlazzo, 41, confessed and pled not guilty to shooting and dismembering his wife, Emily, age 22, while traveling for their wedding anniversary in a small bus they converted into a living space. They finally found her body. This person here, human remains were found in Yucca Valley on Saturday near uh, where the New Jersey woman, Lauren Child, 30, disappeared on June 28th. Her body was found. Here goes somebody else. Remains of Barbara Bayard, 55, were found off of the highway of El Paso County, Colorado, an area where Petito and Laundry had visited and posted Instagram pictures. This is really disturbing. Look at this young man. Investigators found that Josu Caldron, 33, had been stabbed to death along the Appalachian Trail in North Carolina. Rumors quickly begin that the body may have belonged to laundry. So they initially thought his body was laundry, but then when they did the dental reports, it came back to be this young man. So, I mean, it's very disturbing. Here goes a beautiful young girl here, Maya Marcano. Yeah, that's the one I heard about her. She was in Florida. Um, she was found October 2nd in Orlando, Florida. Her parents believed her case could have had a different outcome if authorities had given it the same attention as Petito's case. So they found her body while looking for Gabby. Uh, Robert Lowry died by the S word in, Gar in Grand Tensions National Park where the Petito's bodies were found. Uh, Kaylin Schulte, 24, and Christopher Turner, 38. Crystal Turner, excuse me, 38, were both shot and killed at a campsite outside Moab, Utah in August. Their case was initially investigated to find potential links to Petito's disappearance. So you, you can't tell me there's just not more going on with this whole case. You know, the fact that nine other people were also discovered is just really, really eerie. And I think that's the thing that's just very bothersome. And we may never know, you know, the entire truth. We may never know what all happened, um, you know, with this situation with, with Brian and Gabby. But I just hope it really wakes people up that, like I always say, you're not always fighting against flesh. Sometimes you're fighting against spirits and principalities, and you have to understand that.
you know, and if you're going to read things that are dark or watch dark movies, make sure you pray over it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, just be very careful with what you tap into. I just think the whole situation is very sad. And I hope it also wakes people up, um, you know, as far as like domestic violence and, you know, spotting certain signs. You know, so many times hindsight is 2020. But when you see somebody changing for the worse and they're getting darker, you know, than when you first met them, those can all be red flags. And I think that as women, sometimes we feel like fixers, you know, oh, he's depressed or he's going through something. So I'm going to hang in there and have his back. And sometimes you have to step away from that person and let them fight their own demons because it could be your life, you know, just, just keeping it real. So I just hope that people learn from this case. And I just also hope that when people end up missing, the police take it more seriously. It shouldn't be because of a Gabby that now we want to, you know, be super sleuths and, and do all this extra legwork. But there's also so many people of color who have come up missing and nothing, not even a blip on the radar. So I hope they take more of these cases like that just as seriously as they took Gabby Petito's. Because believe it or not, there's a lot of people that end up missing every year. And we're not even going to get into organ harvesting and all that shit, honey. I've been watching the Squid Games. That show is a trip. I'm on episode four. That show is a damn trip. I've never watched anything like this, but a lot of times truth is stranger than fiction. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people think that these are just movies and ideas. I don't put nothing past nobody, honey. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Um, CSB says, showing you love, T. You definitely keep us entertained. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. Alexis De Jesus says, love you. I was having a bad day and then you went live. That's awesome. I hope your day gets better. Thanks for coming through, sis. Um, Milan Woodley said $9.99. Thank you, Milan. Rachel Miskel says, hey, T, heavy symbolism surrounding this case. The foreshadowing on their social media made me think of the Naya Rivera Instagram post before she died. Yes, that was another case that was heavily symbolic. You know, the picture with her son, the pictures of her in the bathtub. And then remember at that same time, you know, the whole just the two of us. And Will Smith had that song with his son Trey years ago called Just the Two of Us. And then they were talking about entanglement. And they found Naya Rivera's body entangled in a bunch of like underwater brush. Like it was just a lot of weird coincidences with that situation as well. Um, but thank you for the super chat. Alexandria says, hey, lovely T, happy holidays to you and yours. Love you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat. Stephen Jones says, thank God I found your live. I was bored. Love you, T. Stay thick, queen. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. Um, TJ says, I agree with your podcast. It's possibly they went on a cross road trip as a final goodbye. I believe they were both in on their ending. Mm, interesting. Thank you so much, TJ. Uh, Missy says, send in love representing South Africa and London. Thank you, uh, Missy. Thank you for coming through. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. Joseph from Texas says, happy Friday, auntie. Looking gorgeous as always. I think Brian knew he was going to off himself and his parents knew. They didn't look like they just found out. How did they know where to find him? 
I think part of how they knew where to find him, I think they had probably went there previously with their son. You know, it's probably a spot that the family was comfortable with. Maybe they took him there growing up, you know, as teenagers went camping and stuff like that. So they probably knew once they thought about it, he hadn't come back, that he probably went to a place that was familiar, you know. And a lot of people are saying, well, the parents should be charged and this and that. They're not going to charge the parents because last time I checked, it was Brian Petito and Gabby who went on the trip. And if the police were so incensed on making him a suspect, they could have arrested him long before he left. So if anything, the police let him go. Because as parents, people can say what they would and wouldn't do, but the average person is not going to tell on their loved one. That's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? They're going to sit there, let the police figure out, let the police do what they got to do, but they're not going to speak to authorities because at the end of the day, that's their child. And you can't expect what you would do in somebody else, right? So I I don't see, they're not going to charge those parents with anything, but I can see how the parents knew where to go. I think it was a place that was familiar to the entire family. And that's why he picked that place to off himself. So I think the whole thing is just crazy. Uh, Rosalina says, I love you, T. What I will find interesting if his body ends up like the like Jelani Day. Now, are you talking about his organs missing? Because Jelani's mother came out and said that that was false. So I see a lot of people still thinking that, but uh, his organs weren't missing. So right now, I think people need to focus more on finding his killer. You know, a lot of people are focusing on the aspect of, oh, his organs were missing and, you know, this and that. But the mother came out and said that his organs weren't missing. That was a social media rumor. But, you know, regardless of his organs being there or not being there, somebody took that young man's life. So hopefully they will find out who did it. So thank you for the super chat, love. Uh, Brianna Thomas sent $50. Thank you so much, Brianna. She says, hey, T, keep uh, uh, keep it up with staying on point with all your tea. My number one news source when the mainstream media drops the ball. Much love. Thank you, Brianna. I appreciate you. And thanks for coming through, sis. Um, let's see here. Shelly says, I'm giving his parents the meanest side eye. Thank you for the super chat, uh, Shelly. Lisa Willett says, hey, T, you asked why Gabby got attention. Finding nine bodies supports that. Where was their press coverage? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a lot of people and there's way more. But the fact that they found nine different people while looking for her, it's crazy. It's crazy. Let's see here. Latoya Pope says, T, my husband and I have been watching for years. You are one of a kind. You keep the same energy with everyone. Thank you for your realness. Thank you so much, Latoya. Thank you to you and your husband. Appreciate y'all. Um, Elodie says, it's 1 a.m. in Amsterdam. I was about to sleep, but I don't want to miss out on your tea. I rec- I was recently blessed with my master's degree and a new job. My first paycheck came today, and I wanted to bless you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and thanks for coming through, sis. Thanks for staying up. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Divine Beauty 78 says, yes, love, when I catch you live, I needed this today. It was a stressful day. Glad it's Friday. All I need is this tea and an edible. Thank you. Appreciate you. 
So now I wanted to go ahead and talk about this Alec Baldwin situation. This is just insane. So if you guys don't know, this broke today that basically Alec Baldwin, he's on the set of his new movie. And um, during the movie, he had a prop gun. And for some reason, the prop gun went off and it shot not one, but two people. And it killed the cinematographer on the set. So it, it's reminding a lot of people of the whole Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee situation. So they're talking about this. I'm going to go ahead and share this video with you guys now. Alec Baldwin fired a prop gun on the set of his film Rust on Thursday accidentally shooting and killing the film's cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, and injuring the film's director, Joel Sousa. According to authorities, 42-year-old Hutchins was transported by helicopter to University of New Mexico Hospital in Albuquerque, where she was pronounced dead by medical personnel. 48-year-old Sousa was receiving emergency medical care after being transported by ambulance to Christus St. Vincent Regional Medical Center in Santa Fe. On Friday morning, actress Frances Fisher, who co-stars in the film, said Sousa was out of the hospital and recovering. It's unclear how the incident occurred or the circumstances surrounding the discharging of the prop gun. The Sheriff's Department tells ET, quote, this investigation remains open and active. No charges have been filed in regard to this incident. Witnesses continue to be interviewed by detectives. On Thursday morning, before the tragic accident, Baldwin shared this pic from the set of the Western, alongside the caption, quote, back to in-person at the office. Blimey, it's exhausting. Earlier in the week, Hutchins posted this clip, writing, one of the perks of shooting a Western is you get to ride horses on your day off. She also shared several shots of the scenery, as well as this group shot of the cast and crew of Rust. On Thursday, following the news of her death, Joe Manganiello paid tribute to Hutchins, who was the director of production on his film, Arch Enemy. Posting this black and white photo and writing in part, quote, she had such an eye and a visual style. She was the kind of cinematographer that you wanted to see succeed because you wanted to see what she could pull off next. And she was a fantastic person. She was a great collaborator and an ally to anyone in front of her camera. Everyone who knew her was rooting for her. The 44-year-old actor went on expressing his disbelief. Quote, I can't believe that this could happen in this day and age. Gunfire from a prop gun could kill a crew member. This is a horrible tragedy. While it is uncommon, accidental deaths have been caused by prop guns using blank cartridges on sets in the past. How do you feel about the show being picked up? Oh, I was delighted, of course. Actor John Eric Hexum died from an inadvertent self-inflicted head injury caused by a blank on the set of the TV show Cover-Up in 1984. The crow is my guide. I don't know if there's any tie-in uh, to the raven, but I do get to quote some good Edgar Allan Poe lines in this. And Brandon Lee, the son of screen legend Bruce Lee, died after being shot with an improperly made blank round during the filming of The Crow in 1993. Actor Brandon Lee, 28, died at 1.04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Wednesday, at New Hanover Regional Medical Center. He was brought to the medical center's emergency department 
with a penetrating wound to the abdomen shortly after 1 a.m. Wednesday. On Thursday, Lee's sister Shannon Lee tweeted her condolences. Quote, our hearts go out to the family of Helena Hutchins and Joel Sousa and all involved in the incident on Rust. No one should ever be killed by a gun on a film set, period. All right, let me come back on screen here. So you guys just watched that. That was just eerie to me because, like I said, it reminds me of the whole Brandon Lee situation. And what's even more crazy is that people started digging through Alec Baldwin's old tweets. And do you guys know back in 2017, Alec Baldwin tweeted this? Um, let me show you guys here. So he tweeted this, and basically uh, he's facing backlash for this, and he says how it must feel to wrongfully kill someone. So this was, he had posted like a picture or something of the police. It says here, the officer keeps his gun trained on the man and shuffles back, creating distance. So he's showing a video of the Huntington Beach police officer fatally shooting a suspect. So he said on here, I wonder how it must feel to wrongfully kill someone. I do not believe in coincidences, you guys. Like that, to, that's just too ironic. So you mean to tell me he tweeted this in 2017 and then fast forward to 2021, he ironically killed somebody on set with a prop gun that should have had blanks in there. You can't make this stuff up. It's just the whole thing is eerie. And then not only that, he shoots people. He, I mean, he two people got shot. Is what I'm trying to say. So two people got shot. One person died. But that was his tweet in seven, in 2017. So like I said, the power of the tongue is very real. He said that, how does it feel to mistakenly, I wonder how it feels to must wrongfully kill someone. And then fast forward a few years later, he's accused of doing the same thing. That is eerie as hell. When I seen that tweet, I just got chills because I'm like, you, you can't make this stuff up. Like he little like the tweet is still there under his page. And so he's getting a lot of backlash for it. But I'm like, OK, well, why get him backlash now in 2021? Y'all wasn't crying when he said it in 2017. If anything, I just find it a, a just a crazy, crazy, eerie coincidence. And I really don't even believe in coincidences like that. But something with this whole situation just does not make any sense to me. So was it done on purpose? Was the cinematographer some type of Hollywood? You know, I, I don't know, honey. We can't get too deep on the live. They'll start messing with the live and start freezing it up and shit. But like the whole thing just doesn't make sense. So the director and the cinematographer are shot and the cinematographer ends up dead by the person who tweeted that back in 2017. It's, it's just very eerie. Somebody said a lover's quarrel. Yeah, either that or manifestation. And that's why I say you have to be, you have to be very mindful of the words that you speak because like they say in the Bible, the tongue holds the power of life and death. And it's just like, why would you even tweet something like that? Like that, I would never want to know that feeling, let alone speak that out. Like that's not even people who have taken lives 
and they le legally had the right to like stand their ground or they were protecting their families, that shit fucks with them. So I don't understand why anybody would want to know how that feels. Many things I, I would not want to know how that feels. I would never pray to be in that person's shoes. So that was just a really, really weird tweet. So a lot of folks are digging that up and they're throwing it in his face right now about that. Let's see here. Andrea B said 999. She says, hey, T, my baby was due on the 10th and I finally had him yesterday and I'm back home today. My two-year-old is still warming up to him, but he's not there yet. Now he's clinging to mom mode. Pray for me. Congratulations. I'm finally having the baby. I can't believe they let you go home in less than 24 hours because I was I was in the hospital for a week, but I guess maybe because I was high risk. But congratulations to you. I'm glad everything turned out good. And your two-year-old, he'll come around soon enough. You know, they're always standoffish at first because they're used to it just being you and them. But then they'll eventually warm up to the new baby. So congrats on that. Um, Alexandra says, this case is giving me modern day Romeo and Juliet vibes. Mm. Thank you for the super chat, love. Julian Ming says, I can't wait till you go mainstream. Lord knows you deserve it. Child, did you hear that they are now paying people $75 to sit in the in the Wendy show audience? Let me see if I can find that. The Wendy show is paying people $75. They cannot find audience members or guests at this time. So I think at this point, they may possibly need to cancel the show. Let me show you. This just came out about an hour ago. I was looking at this when I was getting ready for the stream. Empty seats. Wendy Williams producers paying fans $75 to sit in the audience with guest hosts as Alien Star delays return again. So something is really going on with Wendy. Um, she's dealing with a lot of really serious health issues, and I hope she gets better. But, yeah, her show is definitely falling off. And the fact that they have to pay audience members, if you guys remember, anytime they would do a live show, your, your prize was getting a free ticket to the live show. They never pay people to be audience members. So it must be really bad that they can't even find people to fill the seats. So thank you for the super chat. Let's see here. Kirky uh, Circle says, YT hating again, won't let me send any money, but... Hey, girl, just wanted to show you show some love to my favorite YouTuber slash friend. Take care and cute shirt, by the way. Thank you so much. And thanks for the super chat, love. Um, Plainex sent $4.99, says, hey, T, been watching since I was 14. Did you hear about the Arlington police saying bullying played no role in Timothy Simpkins' school shooting? Oh, Oh, no, I didn't get that update. Let me go ahead and Google that. Remember, they were attacking me in my comment section. How dare you say he wasn't bullied? You weren't there. I told y'all the whole, the whole thing looked like bullshit. It looked like straight up bullshit. Let me see here. What are the police? The police are saying that no bullying. Remember, y'all swerping down it was okay for him to shoot the school because he was bullied. Oh, shit. It just broke 52 minutes ago. What, what did T-Rock Thomas tell y'all? And I was attacked in the comment section. Y'all said I was mean. How dare I not sympathize with the shooter? Fuck the shooter. I sympathize with the innocent kids who had nothing to do with his bullshit. So let's go ahead and hear what they have to say about the situation. The shooter looked like a damn psychopath the way he was smiling and partying after being bailed out. 
Wow. Arlington's police chief says he does mm. not believe bullying played any role in this ah. school shooting at Tennessee High School in the Mansfield ISD. Hello, everybody. Good evening. I'm Steve Eager. Shortly after the shooting, which injured two students and a teacher, Timothy Simpkins got an attorney and said he'd been the target of bullying. The family of the student, who was shot several times, denied those claims tonight. The police chief said it was the shooter, Simpkins, who participated in, quote, high-risk activity leading up to the fight that day. The announcement was made at a town hall meeting held by the Mansfield ISD. Fox Force Stephen Dahl was there. Stephen. The Arlington police chief tonight saying that the only evidence of bullying is statements made from Simpkins' family tonight, saying him saying that there was no bullying and that the altercation stemmed from a disagreement between the shooter and the victim. This was not a bullying incident. And I just want to take that narrative out of the equation. Two weeks after a Timberview High School student shot 15-year-old Zakia Selby and teacher Calvin Pettit, and Grace, a teenage girl, Arlington Police Chief Al Jones gave an update on the investigation. Mr. Simpkin is involved in high-risk activity. And uh, that high-risk activity led to the disagreement within the community. Chief Jones's statement was a total rebuke of statements made from the suspect, Timothy Simpkin's family. But he did not go into further detail about what type of high-risk behavior Simpkin's was allegedly involved in. He would only say Simpkins and Selby had some sort of disagreement outside of school and that bled into the classroom, leading to a fight and ultimately the shooting. Chief Jones also said he did not believe Simpkins intended to come into the school and shoot multiple students and teachers. I don't think this incident was an actual school shooting or active shooting. He also said the aggravated assault charges against Simpkins are appropriate. We wanted to charge him with the most severe charge that we could. The announcement came Thursday at a town hall meeting to address school safety at Mansfield ISD. Some of our kids, yes, some of them were scared. Some of them, it was just another day. Why have our budget been cut? Why? Anyways, do we not have officer child? I let me let me flip my wig. Let me go here and flip these curls, bitch. Because if you go to that comment section of that video, oh, that was going in on me. Bitch, fuck you. He was bullied. How dare you not have no sympathy for him? People are tired of being bullied. I get that, bitch. I was bullied. I never came to school and blasted people and shot randomly. I knew the shit was bullshit because, like I said, from everything people were saying about him, because I, I researched I, I read, I go through comments. I went through so many things. There wasn't a lot of good things being said about this boy. Okay, everybody was saying he was in a gang. He was just as dirty as the kid that he was fighting. My thing is when you're in a gang and you're doing dirt and you're selling drugs, there's no way you'd be just sitting there letting somebody beat on you like that. All this shit was premeditated. If you watch the video, he did not fight back. That's very strange. Who just sits there when you hood as hell? And just let somebody beat up on you. I believe he he had all that shit planned. Because he knew it was going to be recorded. Because as soon as a fight breaks out in the classroom, kids start recording. So let me play innocent. So when I blast this nigga in front of everybody, I'm going to have evidence that I was being beat up and so-called bullied. See, I, I'm a good reader of bullshit. 
That's why I told y'all I refuse to let my emotions get played by the media, by the shade room comment sections. I go into stuff, you know what I'm saying, using my mind first. And when as I'm watching, I said, this is not bullying. This is somebody who's trying to act like he can't fight and who's purposely being beat up because he knows he's about to walk out this classroom and air that dude out. And then they're saying, well, he didn't mean to shoot the others. Well, of course not. Half these guys, they don't know how to damn shoot any damn ways. They close their eyes and shoot. They are, they're always hitting innocent people. And, and the thing is, we cannot condone stuff like that. Because when you condone and say, well, he was bullied, so that's an excuse. Well, like I said, so there's somebody being bullied in every school USA. Would you be okay if the bully came to your child's school and your child caught a hot bullet because another kid was being bullied? Absolutely not. So it's like people was trying to condone the bullshit. I knew, I knew that boy wasn't damn. He wasn't bullied. And then his mama talking. He was bullied. They was jealous because he had all types of nice stuff and nice clothes and this, this, and that. Well, if y'all are so rich, why keep them in that environment? Pull them out and take them to another school. You know, they, they were basically trying to set up an alibi for themselves because, again, he's not supposed to have a gun. Okay? So they're about to dig into where he got that gun from. And if the gun came from the parents' home, they can be charged. So let me help and put this out there and say that my child was bullied and that's why he did that. And y'all fell for the okie doke. And I, I thought it was bullshit from day one. So I let people roast me in my comments and go off. I ain't give a fuck. All them comments are still there. That's y'all's opinion. It is what it is. You know, people always act like if people disagree, I block them. No, y'all can go read the comments. They're all still there. I don't give a shit. I said what I said. I never believed he was bullying. And even if he was bullying, I'm never going to condone somebody reacting in that manner. If you're being bullied, then you handle that bully on your own damn time. You shoot his ass after school, okay? You don't bring the gun to school and, and affect innocent people that had nothing to do with y'all's drug dealing situation. They talking about some damn high-risk activities. The damn high-risk activities was gangbanging and selling drugs. Keep it real. Let's stop with the bullshit. Ain't nobody out here in kindergarten. What the hell is high-risk activity? Gangbanging and selling drugs, okay? Just keep the shit real. Maybe if you keep it real, these kids will understand that that's a dead-end road. Instead of calling high-risk activities. High-risk activities is jumping off a damn airplane and hoping you hoping your damn parachute opens up. That's high-risk activities. What this fool was doing was damn game-banging and selling drugs and robbing people. Okay? So, yes, I've been vindicated. So, thank you. Who was that who sent that super chat? That was breaking news. So, Playnax, thank you. Thank you so much because I hadn't even followed up on the story yet. But that's why I always say it's okay to just sit back and wait for more information to come out. Folks will hear one side and then just run with it. And like they always say, there's three sides to every story. His, hers, and the truth. And it's okay to just fall back instead of running with the first narrative that comes out there. Y'all were wishing that 15-year-old boy death and clowning his father and, and making fun of them and saying that's what your son gets. Y'all didn't even know the backstory. I don't think it's funny for any child to be shot, regardless of the situation. And then the fact that the 18-year-old felt the need to bring a gun and shoot him, I think it's sad at the end of the day because these were, all, these were young people. These were young kids. These were somebody's children. So, I mean, I think it's sad all the way around. But the way social media was acting was disgusting, as if it was okay to go and clown this boy and he's in critical condition. And y'all don't even know the backstory. So I know a lot of y'all feel dumb. Not my audience, because a lot of my audience, tea sippers are smart. A lot of us sit back, sit team, wait for facts to come out. 
It's the hood boogers who was in that comment section clowning that boy dying. Not us. <laughs> but I told y'all, I try to tell y'all, I have a good feeling for stuff like this. As soon as I seen that fight video, I said, that's not a bully. That's not a bully situation. That's a dude that's purposely allowing somebody to beat his ass so he can create some type of alibi. That's the only vibe I got from that fight video. Usually when it's somebody who's really being bullied and picked on, you, you feel like an emotion. You feel really bad. Like, oh, my gosh. You can tell when it's somebody who really can't fight. They're trying to protect themselves. They're, no, no, stop, stop. You know, nah, that was a dude taking them licks. He's like, yeah, get your licks in now. Yeah, punch me. Yeah, throw me around because uh, I got that heat for you after class. That's the vibe I got from old boy. And he kept smiling and shit like, like shit was funny. Nah, it's, it's sad. It's sad. Did the kid die? Is he okay? The 15-year-old? I don't even know. There's no update. I forgot the victim's name. Let's see if it's in here. Let's see if we can. Okay, here it is. 15-year-old Zachariah Selby. Let's see if he's still alive. I don't even know what happened to him. Okay, so he's been released. Okay, well, thank God. Let me show y'all. He was released from the hospital two days ago. So there was an update, injured teen release. So by the grace of God, he's been released from the hospital. And I hope that Zacharias, you know what I'm saying? Because God then gave you another chance. You were very close to death. And you had a lot of people on the internet wishing you death. I hope you take this as a lesson and you change your life around. Stop dealing drugs, stop gangbanging, stop doing whatever the hell you was doing to cause what happened to you. This is the time that you change your life around you're 15 years old. You have your whole life ahead of you. Okay. So anybody who knows Zachariah, send him this video. I was riding for you. So now it's time for you to change your life around and get back on the right track. So I, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he made it out the hospital. Thank God. Because that's a, that's a very scary situation. Um, but thank you, Plainex. I appreciate you updating me on that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, TJ says, I watched the breakdown of the squid games. There's a lot of symbolism and terms and agreements um, that we sign our lives to. Yeah, I've definitely peeped a lot of the symbolism in the squid games. Like I said, I'm not done yet. So yeah, don't spoil it for me now. Um, I am enjoying it, but I've never watched a show that's made me hold my breath so many times. <gasps> breathe, T, breathe for your ass, pass out. <laughs> when they were doing that tug of war shit, I was like, ah! Yeah, the Squid Games is a trip. It is a trip. But, you know, a lot of times they try to pass stuff off as movies. You can't tell me that's probably not happening somewhere in damn China. All they do is fuck with people. If they don't like you, if you're some type of political prisoner, if you're doing too much, they can just kidnap you and take you to one of those damn concentration, what they call them, those re-education camps. They probably doing all types of shit like that to them people that they're trying to low-key re-educate. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the man who, who made it, he's rich now, shit. So I guess it worked out. Um, Fifi says, hey, T, you look beautiful. And it would be interesting if you made an organ trafficking video related to Jelani Day. Um, maybe, but he, his organs weren't removed. So he wouldn't be the right person to talk about because his mother came out and she said that they weren't removed. So he still has his organs. But um, the young boy, Kendrick, I believe that was his name from a few years ago, the 17-year-old that was rolled up in the school mat. 
his organs, Kendrick Johnson, I believe that was his name, his organs were removed. In that case, I talked about it years ago. That case never sat well with me. And I've heard that they've reopened it because the alleged killer, he has a lot of influence in the community. His father was like chief of police or something. They were close with the coroner's office. But yeah, that, that black child did not end up rolled in a mat by accident. There's no way you fall into a mat. Somebody wrapped his body up in that mat. And I hope eventually the family gets justice. So yes, Kendrick Johnson. Thank you. I'm glad I had it right. That case never sat well with me. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mushu says, it reminds me of Brandon Lee dying. What was Alex Baldwin doing with the gun? Where was the prop master? Right. Right. Usually they're the ones who are handling everything. And where did the real life round come from? Because there's supposed to be blanks in there. So it's a lot of questions. They said that the police are investigating it. So who knows at this point? But thank you. Uh, Yellow Shula says, hey, T, I have the same grout. Uh, group plant holder. Okay, so about three of us. You're like the third person who's told me that. I love my little group plant holder. He's so cute. So, you know, so I'm, a, I'm a plant mom and I have a bigger plant on the other side of the office. So, yeah, I love my plants. But yeah, that's like the cutest little plant holder. So, thank you. Um, Michael says the likes are free, you guys. Make sure y'all hit the like button. Okay. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for the super chat, love. Uh, uh, Brianne says, I'm late, but I'm here. Hey, Mama T, love you, love you too. Welcome. You're never too late. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tony Cruz says, I think he meant saying to interpret it as it must feel horrible to wrongfully kill someone. Yeah, I'm sure that's what he meant, but it's just the fact that he wrote that. And then fast forward, what, four years later? He wrongfully killed somebody. That's what people are comparing it to. We're not saying that he was necessarily, you know, in the wrong for faking it. But the fact that he tweeted it and then it happened, it's very eerie. You know what I'm saying? Again, it's just the power of the tongue. It's very, very eerie that he said that. And now it's come out. Um, Let's see here. Marvin D says, hey, sis, looking pretty in purple. I'm sneaking at work to send this super chat. I'll catch the playback later when I get home. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, love. Uh, Christopher Rim says, love you, T. I've been watching since I was 15. I'm 21 now. You speak nothing but facts. Thank you, Christopher. Appreciate you. Um, Conspiracy Sela says, Alec Baldwin gives me the same vibes as Kevin Spacey. Both run in those elite circles that allow them to get away with a lot. Mmm. That's interesting. That's real interesting. I will say, though, that Alec Baldwin is really nice. I remember I worked with him on a, it was like a Lifetime movie. Some of y'all saw it, but I worked with him on set. Child, I'm just walking around this mansion. And I just happened to walk by the room. And I'm like, damn, that looks like Alec Baldwin. So, you know, I'm walking this shit and I look, I said. And I just don't have no shame. I'm sorry. So I turned back around and I went in the office and I had no idea. I didn't know he was in the movie. I didn't know he was studying his lines. And I'm like, aren't you Alec Baldwin? He was like, yes. I was like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm T. He was like, hi, how are you? And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just studying for my lines. I was like, okay. I was like, well, have fun. It was nice meeting you. (laughs) He was like, what the hell is this random black girl? 
But he was so nice because I know because he could have been like, bitch, if you don't get out of here, I'm trying to study some of my lines. But I had no idea. I just thought he was just happened to be there. I didn't know he was one of the stars of the damn show. But it was so it was just really nice to me. And he let me like talk to him for like a quick, you know, few minutes and then I left. But yeah, that was like that was my Alec Baldwin moment. And I know he was looking like, what the fuck? Because I just was like, I was walking by the room. I said, is that Alec? Let me, let me open this door and come on in. Aren't you Alec Baldwin? <laughs> and he was looking like, yes, I am. I was like, hi, I'm T. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I ain't no shame. I don't care. I, I treat people like regular people. Okay, if I recognize you and I like you, I'm going to speak. You know what I'm saying? I treat him like I would anybody else on the street. So, you know, I just, I came in there and spoke to him. And I know he was like, who the hell is this black girl? And then it was so funny because then I was in one of the scenes with him, like, doing background stuff. And then I was, like, so, like, almost embarrassed. Like, oh, my God, I had no idea he was going to be in that Lifetime movie. And he just kind of waved at me like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> funny, 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 funny. Oh, Natasha, what's up, sis? My Haitian Zoe. Hey, <laughs> Natasha sent $100. Thank you so much. She says, Natasha here from Haiti. YouTube keeps sending me late notifications or not at all. Thank you for all you do and giving us the real tea. I always make sure I like and share when YouTube decides to show me your notifications. Love you, tea. Love you too. And thank you so much, sis. Thank you. Now, Haiti is going through it, honey. I posted this earlier in the Discord. Let me show y'all. The now they don't they don't kidnap 17 missionary people from the US and from um Canada. The youngest is an eight-month-old baby. Because Haiti's going through it right now. Let me see if I can I posted it earlier today. Let me see if I can find it really quick. It's in the well, basically, the, the kidnappers are now speaking. Here it is. I found it. I have posted on Discord. Let me play it for y'all real quick since we're talking about Haiti. This is what the kidnappers are now saying. A new video shared widely on social media today and apparently shot yesterday shows the leader of the 400 Mowozo gang, who authorities say is holding the 17 missionaries for a million dollar per person ransom. He says if his demands aren't met, he will shoot them. This morning, gunfire from Haitian police breaking up a roadblock near the Port-au-Prince airport. Minutes earlier, a crowd had gathered, furious with the government amid a spiraling economic crisis, fuel shortages, lawlessness, all-out desperation. We'll occupy the streets until further notice, this man says. Across the capital city, pockets of smoke signal the growing unrest. This has become daily life here in Haiti. Tires burning on city streets, protesters furious at the government's inability to confront kidnappers. This is happening over and over again, making many roads here in Port-au-Prince impassable. Humanitarian aid organizations like Doctors Without Borders are struggling to keep operating. Earlier this year, one of their staffers here was shot dead. Today, the situation is, is very difficult for the population to get access to health care. In the U.S., today, the Ohio-based Christian Aid Ministries prayed for the kidnappers, reading a letter from the families of the hostages. We thank him that he is God and ask him to hear our prayers and bring our families home. 
The families are from Amish, Mennonite, and other conservative communities across multiple states and Canada. They continue to band together and support each other with prayers. Late today, the chief of the Haitian National Police here resigned. No reason given. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was funny. <laughs> the chief resigned. No reason given. He was like, I'm getting the fuck up out of here. I ain't got time. But the thing with this whole Haitian ransom situation um, y'all not going to get no money from America because right now America don't even got no money for America. I don't think I'm going to get the ransom money. Um, I pray that they let them people go. Canada might give y'all some money. I think Canada might be doing a little bit better than America right now. Um, Joe don't know if he's coming or going. Oh, child. I was watching his thing this morning about the, the delays, right? I've been talking for months about the shipping issues in California. Joe don't know. He he oh He was so confused. He forgot the city of Long Beach. He was just he be doing a lot. He be making me nervous. So I just I just kidnappers. Y'all not gonna get no money from Joe. Grandpa Joe ain't gonna send y'all no money. Let them damn people go. It's sad, but you know what though? They've been kidnapping people in Haiti for years. This is getting attention because it's, you know, missionaries and, you know, it's affecting two different countries. But that's one of the things that they do, unfortunately, especially if they know that you have money or if your family overseas has money. They kidnap people. They'll call family members overseas and be like, oh, you need to, you know, wire us 80 grand. And if the family members don't do it, their loved one is killed. And then sometimes they'll wire the money and still kill the loved one. So this happens a lot. So at this point, I just, my heart breaks for people in Haiti because there's so many innocent people that are being affected constantly by just the unrest. Like there's just a lot of lawlessness that's going on right now. So I just, I don't know. Like America don't got no 17 million, baby. I just, I don't know what to say. I'm not even trying to be funny. But where is, where is, you know, old Joe, sleepy Joe? <laughs> Grandpa Joe, where he gonna get 17 million? I'm just saying, like, I don't see them paying it. I just don't see them paying this ransom. So I'm hoping that they just let these people go. But they got a whole eighth-month-old baby held for ransom as well. So that's the scary part. But um, yeah. Shout out Natasha. Thank you for the super chat, sis. I appreciate you. It's a lot going on back home in y'all's country. I just hope things eventually start getting better. But it is sad what a lot of just the regular day-to-day, everyday Haitian people are having to deal with. So it's very scary. But understand that these kidnappings happen all the time in Haiti. And it's sad. It really is. Um, let me see here. Oh, I've been on for almost an hour. Time be flying. Um, let me read a few more. I got to talk about this Willie situation. Andy Lopez says, I'm visually impaired and I have been watching you since 2013. I love how you keep it real. I would love to meet you one day and scratch out Braille. Oh, thank you so much, Andy Lopez. You know what's so funny? You know, I had talked to a while back about the blind stripper and she ended up like being like a big tea sipper. And I'm like, well, how do you watch when she was like she listens to it, you know, through audio and stuff. So 
it's very interesting that I just had so many people who watch me in different forms and that just amazes me. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you, Andy. And maybe one day, God willing, we will meet. So thank you for coming through and showing love. Um, let me see here. Kyra Waddall says, hey, T, it's my birthday today. And I was hoping you would go live. Thanks for making my birthday wish come true. Love you. Love you too. And happy birthday. I'm assuming Libra season's over. I think it's Scorpio season. I might be wrong. Is it Scorpio season now? I'll wait for the chat. They'll, they'll trust me. They'll let me know. They love representing their Zodiacs, honey. I think it is Scorpio season now. Or I know it's coming up. But happy birthday to you, sis. And thank you for coming through. Uh, oh, last day of Libra. Okay. Okay, thank you. I wasn't sure. I knew I knew it was on that, that brink. Okay. So you're still a Libra, so you're cool. <laughs> but the Scorpios, they about to come through starting tomorrow, okay? We see y'all. Definitely. Um, let's see here. The Fly Girl T sent 20. She says, hey, T, just wanted to say hey. Oh, it just disappeared. Hold on. By the way, did you try Meg the Stallion's hot sauce at Popeye's yet? I will say it tastes like, but I don't want to spoil it for you. It could be a gimmick. My Popeye's line, wait, my Popeye's line ran into the streets today. I didn't even know she was selling hot sauce. I seen her dressed like the damn devil today. I didn't know what the hell that was about. So why the hell she got here dressed like the devil? Let me see, Meg, the stallion, hot Popeye's, okay. Oh, is that why Popeye's was trending? I went to click on the trending thing and they had a boy in a chicken sandwich. I said, why the hell is he trending? He's... <laughs> He had a little Halloween outfit. He was dressed like a Popeye's chicken sandwich. I said, he's trending for this, but okay, now it makes sense. It was about Megan. Somebody done threw their child up there. I was so confused. Like, why is he trending? Okay, so the hottie has her own hot sauce. Let me click on this. Now, let me show y'all this. Child. What's up with all these celebrities getting into the fast food game? This is very strange to me. She's not the only one. So she has a spicy chicken sandwich that you can put her hot sauce on. The Meg Thee Stallion hottie sauce with the little tongue out. Okay, Meg. Okay. So I guess she an employee. She got her damn sandwich. That sandwich looked dry as hell. All I see is hot sauce. Where's the lettuce? Where's the tomato? All I see is a pickle and hot sauce. Oh, hell no. Hell, hell no. That shit look dry as hell. I don't know. Like, is the hot sauce, have y'all tried it? Let me look at the chats. Have y'all tried it? It just looks like a greasy chicken sandwich with a bunch of hot sauce dumped on. How come all these celebrity meals don't really look appealing like that? Sweetie's meal looked a hot damn mess with the ketchup on top of the hamburger. I don't know what that was about. It seems like ever since Travis Scott came out with the Travis Scott meal and made money, he made a lot of money. Everybody's running to do a, a meal or, you know, connect with these brands, which I get. You know what I'm saying? It's a bag. I'm not knocking it. I would like to try it. I would try the hot sauce with like maybe some fries. Or something. I, don't, I don't eat chicken, but I would try it with some fries. Can you just go and get the packets? Or do you have to buy this greasy sandwich and then have them put it on there? Because I would like to try the sauce. But probably, but you know, let's keep it real. Probably tastes like Texas Pete. Okay. 
Papa Taste, just like Texas Pete. Yeah, Nelly's doing stuff for Burger King. It's just really weird. It's like all these celebrities went from these healthy, you know, oh, flat tummy tea and my shake and, you know, real healthy meals to now promoting fast food. Let me show y'all this. He got a Cornell Haynes meal. If you go to Burger King, Nelly's selling his food at Burger King. I seen that the other day. So he has some type of Whopper. It features a Whopper with cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, mayo, ketchup, a small fry, and a small Sprite. I'm confused. Even when I used to eat meat, I would order something like this. Like, how does it end up being the Nelly meal? That's that, That's normal stuff that we order when we go to Burger King. They act like they're making like whole, like they're just literally reinventing the meal, uh, the the wheel, not the meal. They're reinventing the real. And it's just like, well, we've been ordering food like that when we go to Burger King. I just think they were like, instead of pickles, let's add banana peppers. You know what I'm saying? They're not doing anything different with these meals. I can literally order the same thing and just say, just order me this without the Nelly box that I'm going to be paying extra $2 for I don't know. It's just strange. Yeah, you would think that they would be doing like something different with these meals, but I'm. it looks like the same thing that people always order. Just like when my son, he had me waiting this long ass line for this Travis Scott meal. And I said, well, what, what is the difference with this meal between compared to what I order anyways? Oh, well, he eats barbecue sauce on his fries. I've been doing that shit since the damn 80s. He ain't invent this. I only eat my French fries with barbecue sauce. I don't like ketchup like that. I'm like, well, shit, give me a meal. I could have been put y'all up on that game. <laughs> I'm like, so we don't want in this line to get a damn McDonald's barbecue sauce. I get this all the time when I order my fries. But you put Travis Scott on there. All the kids want their parents to take them to the drive-thru. It was the strangest shit. I, I thought it was going to be like a whole nother meal. The only difference is instead of ketchup, they gave you barbecue sauce. What I always request, no matter what fast food place I go to, let me get barbecue sauce. I don't do ketchup. And Wendy's, some, if you go to Wendy's in the hood, they got the nerd to charge you 25 cents for barbecue sauce. In the suburbs, they don't charge you. But they charge you a quarter in the hood. What kind of shit is that? Um, let's see here. <laughs> but thank you, Fly Girl T. <laughs> Went on a whole rant. Uh, let's see. Daniel Brown says, hey, T, did you hear about what happened in Philadelphia? A woman was arred on a train and bystanders didn't record. I heard about that. I sure did. And they stated today that they're not going to charge any of the bystanders with a crime. I don't get it. I don't see how you can stand and watch somebody be arred. But then again, maybe everybody was in shock. Because that's not something normal that happens. Usually when that happens, it's late at night. Somebody grabs a woman, throws her behind a bush or something. But for him to do that publicly, when I tell you demons walk among us, they really do. I mean, for him to publicly do that on a train in front of people, that's just straight demonic. I feel so bad for that woman that it happened to. And for everybody to just be so under some type of trance to just sit there and watch and record it, but not one time try to pull him off of her or try and help her is just, it's sickening. It's sickening. I heard about that. It just made my stomach turn. It's really sad. Um, 
Fly Girl T sent five. She says, PST, Alec might have wanted a bite of chocolate. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Um, let's see. Ashley Perry says, T, you got some nerve. You won't give us a tour of your home, nor do I recommend it either, but, you, but you're walking around people's mansions, peeking into random rooms. <laughs> yes. When they yell cut, teach me walking around trying to see what's going on in this big old house. <laughs> Get some ideas for where I want to be in the future. <laughs> but thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Willie Porter says this is going to be a long year with Big Daddy Kamala Harris and Grandpa Joe. Why you call her Big Daddy Kamala? Kamala Harris is a woman. Why you call her Big Daddy? I am wondering where she's been at, though. You don't really see her. You just see Sleepy Joe up there talking. He don't know if he's coming and going at this point. I, I'm really concerned for him. Cause he and then he's like always like he's he just reminds me like an old grandpa. Like, you know, when you ask an old grandpa something, they don't want to be bothered, they snip at you. And he'll just snip and then walk off. And then one day he walks the wrong way. <laughs> he tried to get real spicy one day. I was watching his little interview. He tried, he was on that podium and they were trying to ask him questions about the shit that happened in Afghanistan. Oh, he tried to get spicy. We're not talking about that right now. So he tried to walk off and he walked into the curtains. <laughs> they had to grab him and show him the correct way to walk. I said, you know what? This can't be life. <laughs> I said, you gonna get spicy and not even know which way the exit is. You're supposed to exit stage left. You don't exit stage right. Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Child, all I do at this point, every time he comes, I just cringe. Because I'm just like, I, I, I don't think he understands what's going on. And then when he came out, he said something about he's scared to say the wrong thing because he might get in trouble. You're the president. Who, who are you going to get in trouble by? So I'm like, well, who, who is speaking for? Who's controlling him? Because he's scared he's going to get in trouble if he says the wrong thing. That's why he don't want to take no questions. So the whole, I don't know. It just sounds, it sounds crazy. But all I know, we're going to have a dark winter. I've been posting a lot of stuff that the truckers have been, um, they've been spilling tea on social media. Let me pull up my Instagram real quick. Let's see, well, let me see if it comes up. The truckers have been saying a lot on social media as far as what's going on with the supply chain. They're talking about different parts. Um, let me see if it lets me switch in, switch to this account. Oh, I got to log in. Never mind. I can't log into my other account. But they're saying that car parts, laundry soap, um, toiletries, it's going to be a lot of stuff that's not going to be on the store shelves. So not just food, but they were even saying eventually gas. So... Like I've been saying for months, prepare, prepare, stock up. Don't hoard, but stock up. I went to Sam's Club yesterday to do some more stocking up on items, you know. So maybe instead of getting one thing of detergent, grab two things, you know, just so you have enough to last you through the winter. But it's going to be a lot of stuff that's not going to be around for a while. I know people who have taken their cars in to get fixed. And it's taken two, three weeks to get certain parts. So it's a lot. It's a lot going on. And he's not making any sense. Like when he speaks about the supply chain, 
he doesn't give me any sense of comfort that this is going to be fixed. He's like, we're going to make UPS and, and FedEx stay open 24 hours. Okay? It doesn't matter if they stay open 24 hours. They don't have the manpower to unload the ships that have been docked for months to get them on the UPS trucks to get to the stores to get to the people. What are you talking about? It's not going to help the supply chain kink. If anything, have more people go out to them sites and help unload all that stuff. I don't know. I, I, he just, I don't know. He just makes me nervous. <laughs> Shit, I'm just saying. Anyways, before I go, I got to talk about this whole Willie and Shanda situation. If y'all don't know who they are, Willie Taylor, he was one of the guys from um, Making the Band, Day 26, you know, Puffy. Um, nobody, nobody at all. He comes out today and was like, I can't do this no more. I can't be a father. He's just out in the damn wilderness. <laughs> He's out in Arizona somewhere just chilling. He just decided to take a whole break from being married. He decided to take a whole break from fatherhood. I said, must be nice. I didn't know we had that option as mothers, but I digress. Let me go ahead and show y'all what good old Willie Taylor had to say. He said he's tired of being a parent, honey. I love my family. I put uh, sometimes need a break. This break is for me. I don't want to lose myself. So I came up to Sedona to mentally grab my piece. Everybody's taken care of. She hit me for money and the money was sent. The kids are good, but I will not go back to a toxic situation. Thank you all. There you have it. Y'all like toxic. You do. You like toxic. Willie, how you gonna tell us what we like? We didn't ask for this. Y'all like toxic. Y'all do. We, didn't, we don't know what's going on with you and Shanda. How you gonna tell us what we like? Now, let me go ahead and play y'all Shanda's response, honey. I don't ever get a break. I'm not kidding. And I don't need no pity because these are my kids. I don't expect to get a break, you know. But I don't get a break. I never get a break. Even when I, after having my last baby, you think anybody gave about me? <laughs> Especially that didn't give a damn. Literally was gone weeks creating music. And I'm like, I'm at home with these babies. I'm about to go crazy because depression is real. And that's the time I feel like I needed the most help. And then, you know, no, didn't get that. I'm never, I don't ever get a break. I'm not kidding. And I don't need my husband wants to go to the mountains on his all. Unless you want to go. Go. You know, help me. I'm the most understanding person there is. Forced. Most of the time. I'm a forced understanding individual. Like I said, I do understand the fact that he lost his father. So I understand that. But not to go to protect, I lost my grandfather and I also lost my uncle just last week. And I know we handle things differently and it's your father, so parents different. But we're both hit with loss. It was, you know, important people that we lost. So I just don't, I don't understand. I don't understand people. My husband wants to go. Well, we don't understand you or your husband. And I don't understand why this is our business. 
First of all, are they doing this for like love and hip hop? Are they trying to get back on the show? Because it's just very strange that all of a sudden Willie just out of nowhere. I'm out here in the wilderness of Arizona. I can't do it anymore. I can't be a father or husband. Y'all like toxic. Y'all like toxic. And it's like, wait, what? Oh, we don't. What are you talking about? And then she's out here talking about, you know, oh, because they, they've had more babies since the show. I know they had like a, a real pretty little girl because I was on their page a few months ago to check up on them. I ain't seen them in a while since he got his ass whooped on that reality TV show. Yeah, I remember when Hazel E's pretty boy, uh, baby daddy beat up on Willie. They were trying to bully Hazel E. Did y'all remember that fight? Remember they had to shut down the whole production? I did a video on it two years ago. Let me go ahead and pull this up. That's why I think this might be for like for their show or something. Remember Hazel E and Devon? Willie thought he was going to beat Devon's ass. Devon was like, shit, I choose violence. I can't show y'all no more. <laughs> Devon chose violence that day. He said, bitch, you're not about to think you're about to punk me. I might be a pretty boy, but I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> so I don't know. That's the last time we've seen them on reality television, okay? The last time we seen Willie was getting stomped in the kitchen by Devon. So I don't know if they're doing all this where he's in this damn the wilderness of Arizona because they're trying to get Mona Scott's attention. They want to come back on reality television because nobody asked for this. But I will say this, though. At the end of the day, you don't just get to just leave. Like, that's not how parenting works. That's not how motherhood and fatherhood works. Like, it's cool to get a break. We all need a mental break. Sometimes you have to check on your mental health. Being a parent is a lot. Being in a marriage, it, it takes a lot of work. None of that is easy. But you can't just leave and keep everything on that one person or just say, well, I don't feel like being a father right now. I'm out. That's just not how it works. You know what I'm saying? You have to give that person their space, but you don't leave to a whole nother state. It's one thing to leave for a few hours, get away from the wife and the kids, maybe go to the bar with your boys, you know, go go to the damn strip club, get a lap dance, whatever, whatever the hell guys do to blow off steam. That's fine, but you can't just bounce and go off into the wilderness and say, I quit. <laughs> no, you can't quit. You have four kids. You need to get back to your kids, get back to your wife, you know, and if they really want this to work, they need to take it off of social media. Because again, no, nobody asked for this. No one woke up this morning and said, hey, I wonder how Shonda and Willie's relationship is doing. I can promise you nobody woke up and asked that question today. OK, so, no, we don't we don't like toxicity. But once you bring it to people, they're going to speak on it. If you want your marriage to work, you might want to keep your business off of the Internet because now you're inviting all these people to go in and pick things apart and kind of put you guys at odds. Like what happened when y'all put y'all's marriage on love and hip hop? You know, and it seemed like they're doing a lot better because they've had, I think, like two kids since uh, Love and Hip Hop aired, you know. So hopefully they'll be able to figure things out. But there's no there's no such thing as quitting when you're a parent. You can quit a marriage. It happens all the time. It's called divorce. But, you know, as a parent, you got to be there. And a lot of times as moms, we don't get those breaks. You know, so I feel Shonda on that. You know, when we're going through stuff, we're still moms. You know, we can be going through depression and, you know, all types of things. It's mom, 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 mom. It's like, damn, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So 
we don't have that luxury. And sometimes some men feel like when they're going through stuff, they can just leave and they just have the luxury to leave. Um, I think what was her name? Don, no, not Don. On uh, Real Housewives. Is that Don? Is her name? What's the, the one whose husband kept disappearing? The one with the cute husband? Drew. I keep calling her Don. Drew Sador. Remember how her husband would just leave? People, like, I'm tired of this shit and just bounce. You don't have the right to just leave. You know, and that was like one of their arguments is that he would just leave and just pick up and go to Ratchet, Florida. And she and he wouldn't call. He wouldn't check in. She had no idea what he was doing for like a week. He'd just be gone. And it's like, that's not how you do in a marriage. And that's not how you do as a parent. You have to still check in with your family and check in with your kids and let people know that you're doing okay. But I get needing a break. Don't get me wrong. If his mental health is at risk, go get counseling. Because the internet is the most toxic place that you can come and, and bring your, your, and open up to. Open up to a counselor. You know what I'm saying? Go get some mental health counseling. Talk to a marriage counselor. Talk to people that are going to genuinely care about you. Nobody in the shade room gives a fuck about y'all's relationship like that. All you're going to get is people clowning y'all, making jokes, tearing y'all down. So it was silly of them to bring this to the internet. I think that, you know, if he's dealing with real issues, then he needs to get real help. But parenting is a full-time job. Even once your kids turn 18, people act like, you know, as soon as they're 18, they're out of your hair. Absolutely not. It's like you're a parent for life. You know what I'm saying? So there is no, I quit. I'm going out to the rainforest. <laughs> but, you know, real talk, I wish him the best. I hope, you know, maybe this is just for a storyline. You know, maybe they're trying to get back on reality television, you know, but hopefully they'll be able to figure things out. You know, I think they've, you know, they come a long way and they've lasted this long. I just think they probably need to just get counseling and just stay off of the internet. So with that being said, y'all, I've been on here for an hour and 20 minutes. I'm going to get ready to go. Let me read these last few super chats here. Um, Miss Kitty Cat Queenie says, when Hammer did it for Taco Bell back in the day, they dragged them. Let them know, Queen. They did. Remember back in the day when you got endorsements like this, it was considered selling out. When Hammer did it, and I knew what it was back then, it was nothing but hate and jealousy because Hammer was more commercial. He had the kids' cartoon show. He had good commercial music. We got to pray just to make it today. Can't touch this. Dun, 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 dun. He had a lot of commercial shit. So he was getting all types of Burger King deals, Taco Bell deals. And then remember, hating ass Ice Cube. He was the main one. Oh, he's a sellout. He ain't nothing like NWA. But now, fast forward 20-some years later, oh, they can't wait for them big old commercial deals. They can't wait to, quote-unquote, sell out. So, yeah, Hammer really paved the way for that. Because back then, they never married hip-hop with, with, you know, with commercials, with commercial food and fast food and stuff. And I remember Hammer, he, they, they threw a lot of rocks at him. Remember, yeah, Mary J. Bly with that crispy chicken sandwich. She had the worst. That was an epic fail. Crispy chicken Fresh lettuce wrapped up in a something, flour, tortilla. It was like, really? <laughs> that was the worst commercial ever. They drug Mary J. Blige for that commercial. They did. They drug her for that crispy chicken commercial. But yeah, Hammer definitely did it first. Thank you, sis. Um, let's see here. Shannon G. Sand 20 says, hey, T, did you hear about the story where the 55-year-old married... 
Hold on. The 55-year-old man married his 18-year-old goddaughter. I didn't hear about that. Child. Good luck to them in their marriage. She's looking for a sugar daddy. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Thank you for the super chat, though, sis. Um, Simone Rasmus says, did you hear? Oh, I'm sorry. This is, is that the same one? Oh, shit. I guess it must be somebody else said that, too. Simone, she sent five and said, did you hear about the man that married his 18-year-old goddaughter and they also share a two-year-old? I haven't heard that. Let me Google this. Two super chats came in about the same thing. The goddaughter. Yeah, that's why you got to be careful you introduce your kids to. 18-year-old, 55-year-old man. Let me see this. 55. Are they black? (laughs) Let me see. 55-year-old Mike Hobbook. Oh, God. They're from Florida. That, that's all that needs to be said. They're from Florida. Wretched ass, Florida. Is this the video? Just a little song showing my motherfucking fleet. Showing my fleet. Own this shit. No. This gotta be clickbait. He's showing his cards. Show my fleet. Florida man accused of grooming. Oh shit, they're black. He look like Killer Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> he looks like Killer Mike. 55-year-old Florida man accused of grooming his goddaughter, then marrying her when she turned 18. Huh. Mike Hobrook of Florida, Fort Pierce, and his 18-year-old wife, Deja, became the subject of intense scrutiny after a photo of their wedding surfaced online. Hobrook allegedly dated Deja's mother. Oh, Davina Evans before marrying her and was the younger woman's godfather and alleged arrest record shows the man is in his 50s. Okay, now that's creepy. So he was smashing the mama at one point. And now he's smashing the daughter. All right, let me go ahead and read what he had to say for himself. On October 16th, he posted on Facebook claiming that women were envious of their marriage and that this wasn't that he wasn't the first man to marry a younger woman in case a child. Okay, he says, it seems like I'm the only nigga in this town have married a young woman, but since it's me. They got to have something to talk about. Look like you little girls is jealous of my wife, but keep on promoting us. I love it. You sound ghetto as hell. Shut your ass up. Then somebody else says, I love you, uncle. I got your back. Keep it 10 toes down. Sharnetta Walker says, I've been cussing people out all day. I had time today. Somebody else, another family member says, all that, all fucking day. Fuck these people. They so mad. Mad with a T at the end. Okay. All right. Well, good luck to y'all and y'all's marriage, honey. That's my man and I'm holding him down. I don't know what y'all want me to say. She's 18. You know, she's of age. Um, I'm assuming the family is co-signing it. I just, like I said, you have young, 
older guys who date young women all the time. This is nothing new. You know, it is legal. So y'all can get as mad as y'all want. It's, it's legal. But what I find disturbing is at one point he was in a relationship with the mother. Okay. He dated the mother. So when did you start peeping the daughter? To the point that you were dating the mother and the mother made you the godfather. Had you always been scoping out this young girl? See, that's why y'all got to watch who y'all have y'all's kids around. Because that's just weird to me. Very, very weird. Now, if this was just somebody she met in the club, she met at the beach and she fell in love with them, then so be it. Shit, that's their business. But the fact that he was so close to the family and dated the mother, that, that's weird to me. I, I'm not really feeling that. He got her pregnant at six. Damn, she got... Wait, so the two-year-old is his? He got her pregnant at 16. The mother claims it was an A1 smash for $150 in a cell phone. He's been grooming her since she was nine. Oh, shit. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. They don't let the pedos in the dope. That's that's some weirdo shit. I didn't realize the two-year-old was his. Now, now somebody else is saying the two-year-old isn't his. So is the two-year-old his or not? Y'all gotta give me misinformation. No, that's not his baby. Okay, so the two-year-old is not his baby. Okay. So the two-year-old is by somebody else. But he's been known her since she was two. That sounds like some backwoods country bullshit. Let me go ahead and keep minding the business that pays me. Um, next. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there no more. I, that, that, they're from Florida. That says everything I need to know. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Jay, Ra Jay Ratchy, I wish. Jay Ratchy wish. I, I just butchered that. I don't know how you pronounce it. But they said 1999. They said my birthday is on the 29th. I've been watching you since your video on Tiny Surgically Dying Her Eyes Blue. You've watered yourself down and flourished in the most beautiful ways. The Scorpio sees you and commends you. You're inspiring a young phoenix. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the super chat, love. And happy early birthday as well, since your birthday's coming up. Um... Let's see here. I love my HIU says, did you hear about Mount Aso erupting in Japan on 10, 2021? Very scary what's happening with these volcanic eruptions. The air quality is already bad on this planet. Yes, I did hear about that um, volcano in Japan erupting. I believe from what I researched, this is the 70th volcano to erupt this year. 70th. So it's very scary, all the stuff that's going on. So thank you so much for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Fifi says he changed her diapers too. You know what? I'm, I'm over this Florida story, y'all. <laughs> I'm not fooling with this Florida story at all. But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Shannon G says to the chat, they do not have a two-year-old together. There's a picture of her with another man with the baby. The baby is with another guy. All right. Oh, Asian man is in the house. <laughs> All I see is trucks. Hey, Asian man, you haven't been here in a while. I 
Um, Agent Matt says, what's chucking, girl? Hope you're having a good one. Holla at me. Definitely. Thank you so much for coming through. You know, the chat been asking about you. Like, where's Uncle Matt? I'm like, that. he's a grown man. He drives trucks. Sometimes he's here. Sometimes he's not. But thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you. Y'all are such a mess. All I see is trucks. <laughs> um, Let's see here. Lola J. Sam five says, did you hear about the woman who harassed and, and yeah, we talked about that. Yep. On Philly, on the, on the commuter train. Yeah. We talked about that earlier. I heard about it and it's really, really disturbing. So thank you for the super chat. And let me see. I got one more here from Satchel page. He sent a hundred dollars. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. Um, he says, hit the like button. It's free yet yeah, it helps to keep the content creators in the YouTube algorithm. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Wendigo says, hey, T, love you, boo. I don't know if you want to cover this, but have you heard of the Jamaican pastor who sacrificed two members um, of his church? Stuff is getting crazy. Yeah, we talked about it on the Discord and the police busted in and they were doing rituals. They were killing, they had killed like two or three church members during a ritual. So I, I don't know. It's a lot of weird stuff that's going on in 2021. I cannot keep up. But yeah, we did talk about that. So you guys, on that note, thank you so much to everybody who came through for this Friday chat. I appreciate you guys. And thank you for that information on Timmy Simpkins. That that made my night, honey. I, I love getting breaking news like that because I was really attacked for my opinion. So I'm glad that they thoroughly investigated. And I'm really glad that that young man is out of the hospital and he's doing okay. So on that note, you guys, thank you. Um, uh, Alyssa Strauss says, can you please shout out? Hold on. Oh, my, hold up, hold up. Okay. Alyssa Strauss says, can you please shout out my husband's birthday on October 22nd? His name is John. Love you. Happy birthday, John. Uh, Alyssa's husband. Thank you guys so much for watching and supporting my channel. Many blessings to you, and I hope you enjoy your birthday. So on that note, you guys, I'm about to get ready to check up out of here. I appreciate you guys once again for coming through. Thank you all for the super chats. Hopefully I was able to read most of them. Thank you guys for coming through and supporting me. So I'll talk to you guys later. You guys have a good evening. Bye.